Moncrief on News Talk. Now, 11 years ago, the Catholic priest Father Tony Flannery was removed from his ministry by the Vatican for publicly raising uh, thoughts about celibacy and female priests. There's a different Pope now which has revived calls to reverse that decision. We're joined by Father Brendan Hoban from the Association of Catholic Priests. Afternoon, Brendan. Afternoon, Sean. Uh, what happened to Tony Flannery? Is, it, is, is this a regular occurrence or did it used to be a regular occurrence? Well, it used to be a regular occurrence, but since Pope Francis came, Pope Francis has talked about openness, let's discuss things, tell me what you think and so on. And there's a huge thing going on in the church at the moment in terms of sinners that are going to be in Rome where preparations for them all over the world in all the different dioceses. And the people were encouraged to say what they thought and what they feel about all of these issues. And the things that really came to the surface were things like the ordination of women, for obvious reasons, uh, mandatory um, celibacy for priests to be done away with, uh, LGBT teaching and so on. These particular, what we call red button issues. Now, when Tony Flannery was, was, if you like, stepped aside 11 years ago, it was the year before Francis arrived. So it was during the time of Pope Benedict. And unfortunately, things were very severe that time. He was given a sentence, if you like, uh, of kind of being uh, being taken out of ministry in the sense that he's not allowed to practice as a priest. Mm. And we believe, the Association of Catholic Priests, that it's a grave injustice that has been perpetrated on him. I mean, he was never told who his accusers were. He was never given an opportunity to defend himself. He was never allowed to appeal the decision. And there has been, obviously, a very flawed process that really has, to a large degree, been done away with now. And yet he's a victim of the one that happened a year before Francis came. Yeah. So, in, and, in that sense, kind of, we, we regard it as an injustice that, that needs to be righted. And would that decision have come directly from the Vatican? Would, would, would the National Irish Church have had any involvement in that? Well, what happens really is that somebody, Tony Flannery would have written about these things. Mm. And then somebody would have taken whatever he wrote about, and they were usually in church magazines, and would send it off to Rome and say, this man is saying the wrong thing. And then it would be investigated by this CDF or this congregation in Rome that really has had its, its wings clipped by Francis in, in the intervening period. And they would investigate it and then they would instruct the authorities of the Redemptorist, Tony Flannery's Redemptorist priest, they would, they would have instructed the authorities to indefinitely remove him from his priestly ministry. And he has been tried, judged and sentenced really in his absence. And this is a life sentence because he's 76 years of age now. Mm. And the chances are that they're not going to do anything about it unless we cause a fuss about it. And as he was a founder member of the Association of Catholic Priests, and we feel an obligation to do what we can to bring this into the public forum. Yeah. Now, of course, Benedict, who would have been Pope at the time, was prior to that, his previous job was running the CDF. So he would have been quite keen on enforcement. Absolutely. And now we're in a different scene. And all of the things that Tony Flannery wrote about and that he was stepped down because he said them publicly and wrote them in magazines and so on, all of those things now are being discussed publicly in this synod that's going to be in Rome. Mm. And they're being discussed in dioceses and in parishes all over the world because of what Francis has done. Yeah. And yet, you have this anomaly, kind of, that in an extraordinary kind of way, Tony Flannery is sitting there outside the church to a large degree in the sense that he's not allowed to be a priest for the rest of his days, it looks like. I mean, he was even refused permission to officiate at his sister's funeral. She asked him to say her funeral mass, even though he was stepped down. He thought he would be given permission to do it, and he was refused permission to say his sister's funeral mass. So, I mean, because it's a serious, uh, if you like, it's a, it's because it's a serious 
penalty, people have the impression, this must be a great wrong that this man has done. All yeah. he did was he said what he thought about issues that weren't being discussed a year before Francis became Pope. Yeah, so, now, but Francis has been Pope for 10 years. Why haven't you made this appeal sooner? We have been making this appeal, but the difficulty, of course, is getting to Francis. And what we're trying to do at the moment is to try and get say, the Irish bishops to come on board. We're trying to get the redemptorist priest to, uh, authorities to come on board. We're trying to get different people like the association that's joining us in this appeal uh, to, to do something about it. And, I mean, it seems a simple thing. If this is already happening, if Francis is in favour of this happening, how can he stand over the fact that here is a man who has given huge service to the church, who has worked up until, I suppose, his 65th birthday or whatever, in, in the church, in parishes, giving, giving sermons and giving retreats and missions and all the rest of it. And here's a man who really has done nothing wrong relative to the kind of penalty that has been imposed on him. Mm. And what we're trying to do is to get all of these people on board to convince the Irish bishops to put their backs again up to this and to start this, because people see this as a scandal, and people see that this is another embarrassment of, of, of the Catholic Church, that the Catholic Church would have this kind of procedure and this kind of, uh, if, if you like, a, a, a kind of, I don't know what it is, it's a flawed process at least, and that they would be standing over it to some degree by not starting out this anomaly that has taken place. Uh, have you received any indications yet uh, uh, from uh, um, hierarchy in Ireland that they might back this call? No, we haven't. But in talking to individual bishops, they, they understand the problem and they're hoping that it will be resolved. But what we're saying to them, it's not just enough to, to say, well, we're, we think Tony Flannery is a good priest. We think he has done nothing wrong. We need, in a sense, to undo this. I mean, it just, it, as far as we are concerned, an injustice has been perpetrated against him. It could have been undone, it should have been undone, and it can still be undone. And yet this man is left in this anomalous situation. Yeah. but And as you say, these issues are now being openly discussed. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and, uh, is the Irish Church a bit more conservative, perhaps, than other parts of the world? Well, I, I would have said up to this sensitive process that Pope Francis has changed and is, is trying to introduce, I would have said yes to that, to that question. But, I mean, what came out of the parishes and the diocese of Ireland was all put together in a report that was sent to Rome. And Tony Flannery was at that meeting in Athlone. I was at that meeting. And we talked after uh, the first half of it done. And I said, what do you think? He couldn't talk. He was stunned. Because here were, uh, it was the bishops, a national committee of the Catholic Church, saying all the things that he had been saying for the, the years. And the reason why he was stepped down and stepped aside and taken out of ministry was because of that. And hmm. here was this report going to Rome, representing the views of the Catholics in Ireland. So it's, it's a, we're living in a strange situation where we haven't kind of, if you like, tidied up the things that needed to be tidied up. And for someone like Tony Flannery at 76 years of age, it needs to be tidied up fairly quickly. Yeah. How how was Tony spending his days? Well, he's retired, I suppose. He's 76. Most of us are retired at that age. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he's, he's, he, he reads and he travels and he plays a bit of golf when the weather is, when the sun is shining and so on. But he's he's really... I mean, for a man who is so active, a man who is so involved, a man who is so interested in the church, a man who has given such a contribution to the church for 50 years, more more, more than 50 years, I mean, it, it, it seems it seems so so very unfair, it seems so unjust, but it seems so, to put a man into that situation seems to be really about being uncaring. And I mean, Francis keeps talking about, you know, that the church needs to give what he calls credence to the infinite tenderness of God. 
In other words, that we will be open to people who are in pain, in difficulty, who are, who are in trouble, and that Francis's thing is, you know, the church is a field hospital. We need to be, be, be caring of people. We need to be merciful as Jesus was merciful and so on. Here's a situation which is calling out for somebody to name this truth. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, and it sounds from what you're saying, though, is that you need somebody at a fairly senior level from the Irish church who can get access, at least, to people around Francis to bring his attention to this case. Absolutely. That's exactly what we're hoping for. And we're hoping that the bishops will really come on side with this and the bishops will actively, as a group of bishops, I mean, they have huge authority in Rome. I mean, if the bishops came together and said, this wrong needs to be righted, I think, you know, it would happen. And yeah. we're really kind of challenging them to do it. And we're also challenging the, the redemptorist uh, authorities because they're the ones that actually stepped them down. Even though they technically they were instructed by the CDF in Rome, they were the ones who had to make that decision. And a very, very many of their members, redemptorist priests all over the country, are embarrassed that Tony Flannery, whom they know is a good man and a good priest, has been put into this position. Brendan, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That's Father Brendan Hoban there of the Association of Catholic Priests. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.